Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Kat Napsok. This is a show where we dive deep into the Star Wars databanks, pull something out, a character, a ship, a vehicle, uh, some tiny little thing you've forgotten about, and we talk about it, celebrate it, and dive on in. We had a original season uh, released exclusively on The Companion. That still exists. You want to check it out, you can go to The Companion sci-fi app and check it out there. Joseph, I'm excited for today. Yes, we have been doing three episodes. Uh, this is our third episode, a uh, public-facing episode of Databank Dive. And we didn't really plan it. We didn't really discuss it. Uh, but we started with the original trilogy. Then we did something from the prequel trilogy. And I thought, let's find the wild and the weird and the fun in the sequel trilogy. So today, Ken, we will be discussing the caretakers, a.k.a. the Lene, a.k.a. the fish bird nuns from The Last Jedi. <laughs> Very excited about this one. Let's go to Octel. Let's do it. I'm already there in my uh, grumpy state. Uh, let's uh, let's go hang out with these wonderful characters. Is it sunny or cloudy in the Octo of your mind right now? <laughs> some days it's sunny and some days it's cloudy. It's a mix. It's a mix. <laughs> the sun is shining behind the clouds in the Octo mm. of my mind as we dive into this discussion. Here's what we do on Databank Dive. We first look at what the actual StarWars.com databank has to say about the topic, and then we will proceed to the wilds of Wikipedia. So here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about the caretakers. An enclave of females from the Linnae species, the caretakers dwell on Octo's sacred island and consider it their religious duty to maintain its ancient structures and care for any seekers of truth drawn to their lonely planet. Male Linnaeus spend most of their time at sea, returning for monthly celebrations. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like, um, this, this entry in the databank is like a mm. really good song that then has just like a banger surprise conclusion. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love that. That's right. Uh, Cause it's a pretty great, just straightforward description of uh, what we see and what we're told about the caretakers in the actual movie, the last Jedi. And then uh, of course we have that cut scene that we will discuss uh, that deleted scene where we see the female caretakers partying with the male Lene, but <laughs> uh, the, uh, this uh, this should end with an ellipsis, right? If this last sentence yeah. was male Lene spend most of their time at sea, 
returning for monthly celebrations, dot, 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 if you know what I mean. Uh, absolutely love it. I, look, I, I would love to know if there's any listeners who are like unaware of that deleted scene or have not read the, the supplemental material and are like, what are you talking about? I only saw the, <laughs> the nuns. There's more people there? That'd be great. But yes, so much there. Yeah, yeah. The implication is that the uh, the males are at sea, basically being weird fish bird pirates, and then they come back once a month for a party, and all that might imply in an entail. Yeah. <laughs> someone cranks up looking glasses, Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good Linnae wife you would be. Yeah. Brandy, you're a fine fish bird. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. So there is even more uh, flavor to be had here on Wikipedia. Here's what Wikipedia has to say. A native to the aquatic planet Octo, Linnaeus were an avian sentient species who evolved from the same evolutionary stock of seabirds that produced unintelligent porgs. <laughs> so let's just stop right there for a second. Um, I, I'm curious, one, if you like that idea that they evolved from the, the same stock as the porgs, because they're all native to this planet, and are you deeply insulted by Wikipedia calling porgs unintelligent? Yeah, 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 let's start there. Yeah, absolutely I am. You know, not the porgs I know, sir. Um I've never heard that. Spend time I never heard that. I'm I'm totally okay with it. I just I have to sit with that for a second. Wow. I'd love to go back to the beginning of October, the dawn of time. And watch yeah, do you want to see like a, a an animated nature documentary uh that's mm-hmm. uh, you know voiced over by mm-hmm. David Attenborough and we watch the <laughs> The yeah. stock split into the Linnae and split into the unintelligent porgs. I would like to go back in time and make some of these. Have like Leonard Nimoy or Carl Sagan speak it on here. Uh, you know, the island of Octoe. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yeah, uh, the mm. unintelligent porgs. I understand what they're saying. Uh, yeah, it's un- yeah, unclear if they, if the porgs are. Uh, you know if they sit around and reflect on their own existence, right? If they're like, this is what it means to be a porg, right? <laughs> Clearly the Linnae are sentient. Clearly they're like, I have yeah. opinions about my existence and when the males will be back from the sea. I have thoughts. Uh, but uh, I would call the porgs uh, plucky, curious. Yes, yes, yes. Sassy. Uh, sassy. Sprightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Opinion. Yeah. The, the same stock that produced the sassy porgs. That, yes. that would be better. We'll go edit Wikipedia. Uh, moving on, uh, the Linnae possessed salt glands that helped to extract sea salt from their food and drink and extra membranes that enabled sharp underwater vision. <laughs> a lot of biological detail. Uh, hmm. Linnae spoke a non-basic language of the same name, uh, which was a combination of spoken words and hand motions, and were able to communicate with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker during his self-imposed exile on Octo. Written language which consisted of marks based on the shape of their feet was rare and fire signals were preferred for long range uh, communications. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to pause there. Uh, what do you make of this idea that their uh, written language is based on the shape of their feet? Did they used to like stamp out angry letters to one another right? in the sand? What is that about? I think that's where, where it must've begun. Like if some sort of primitive form of ink and you step in it and then you step on the parchment and uh, you know, so feet off. Yeah. Feeder. Like it just like, that's what it would be. I think that's, this is fantastic. This is some of the best Wikipedia stuff I've seen in a while. And, and the star Wars databank, Wow, talk about needing an ellipsis. There's a lot that's not on there. 
<laughs> There's a lot more to be said. I think it's because the caretakers are, you know, presented in the movie is, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, uh, frustrated they, that they're they're grumpy about things, you know, being disturbed. They're really working hard to keep things clean. So I think of them as generally comically grumpy so there's something about just picturing like i have something to say and i say it by stamping with my feet yeah <laughs> I'm yeah jump in some ink and then i'm gonna write you an angry letter uh it's mm. here's here's my yelp review stamped out with my feet it's very cathartic yeah, yeah. and then the, the combination of spoken words and hand motions uh I have many Italian friends. I don't have Italian grandmothers, but it's like communicating with my Italian friends where I'm like, put your hands down, Polly. Like, what are you doing here? (laughs) And then fire signals were preferred for long range communications. Like, yeah, instead of a email, they had a bonfire. (laughs) Yeah. That makes that, that of all the things we've discussed so far, that makes the most sense to me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Continuing. uh, Wikipedia says to keep rhythm during their repetitive chores, their culture was intrinsically musical. Lene's song was a mix of whistles and guttural oscillations that echo from their villages and work sites. Uh, What this makes me think of is um, I have started to grumble and groan out loud sometimes when I'm not aware that I do it. And my wife Mm. has had to say, like, uh, I thought you were writing, uh, uh, but it sounds like you're going (laughs) like, well, I'm I'm doing both right now. And apparently I I come from the tradition of Lene. This is great. This is also their version of like putting on Spotify while you clean the house. Like I, I'm good with this. This is this is fantastic. I would love a Lene uh, a Lene album of uh, working tunes. Oh yeah, the the music to do chores by guttural yes. oscillations to do chores by <laughs> <laughs> by the caretakers. This is totally a, a mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom episode now going yeah. back a ways. Yeah. Even the name is great. The caretakers sound like some weird corporate formed knockoff of the Beatles from the 1960s. <laughs> you like does. the Beatles? Check out the caretakers. <laughs> uh, just a little bit more here from Wikipedia. The Jedi Master's presence on the island was accepted and tolerated by the Lanays, mm. but when Rey came to the island to be trained by Luke, the caretakers found that she disrupted their work. On one occasion, Rey lifted two Linnae using the Force out of frustration before she put them back down. <laughs> uh, it's apparently from a Star Wars Adventures uh, uh, comic book uh, yeah. for children of all ages. Mm. Uh, finally, it says, during the development of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, Linnae were at one point going to appear as a group of assassins on Kajimi. Did you want to see Linnae... <laughs> Uh, um, just going out there and doing some guttural oscillations and I, some uh, long-range fire communication while they kill. Look, while you're developing these things, you throw a lot of things against the wall to see what sticks, so I have no problem with them doing that. I don't want to see that at all, but yet it's all I can think about right now. Like, what would that have looked like? Like, you know, and, and if Zori worked with them, are they there to get Zori? I, that's fascinating to me. Yeah, I think the fascinating thing to me about it is since they were so established is uh, they are of this place. They, uh, you know, evolved from the same, you know, sort of central uh, uh, species as the Porgs. That was there a day where some Linnae were like, you you all want to stay here and take care of these ancient spiritual structures. We want to go out into the galaxy and kill for money. See ya. Well, it's like you got off-world Jawas, but they're kind of like, yeah, we're continuing the line of work just in another. We moved. Uh, but I love that, yeah, this, uh, you know what? Enough of sweeping. I'm hacking, like, for money. Like, what? <laughs> From That's sweeping to hacking, the differences in Lene culture across the galaxy. Yeah, or 
the other implication would be that this is somehow a result of the events of The Last Jedi, that like Luke and Rey's mm. presence on the island in Chewie uh, just somehow broke them and they had enough and like, all right, enough of this. Time to go I, out I, to the galaxy and murder. I can get behind that. There you go. Makes some sense. <laughs> Any other thoughts on uh, the this entry from uh, Wikipedia? Yeah, it was juicy. A ton of wonderful things there I never thought about and never thought I'd need to think about and, and uh, learned a lot. That's fascinating. No, there you go. Love it. And that's what we do here on Databank Dive is think and talk about things <laughs> that we probably don't need to. Yes. Uh, we are going to take a quick break right now, and then we're going to be back to dive into the appearance, the magic, the fun of the caretakers. Back in a moment. 
Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. And we are back here on Databank Dive. Ken, we've already been talking about the caretakers for a bit here, but now it's time for us to physically describe them. For anybody who hasn't, uh, doesn't auto- automatically know what they look like or hasn't uh, flipped open a book or the internet, what are the caretakers? What do they physically look like to you? <laughs> do you remember as a kid, maybe you caught a tadpole and you put it in a jar and it slowly started to become a frog, but it wasn't quite a frog, <laughs> not yet a frog, not still a tadpole, good Britney Spears song. And then and then suddenly, you know, you, you put a like nun habit on it and you give it a broom. That's a that's a caretaker to me. Somewhere between <laughs> all that. Now which makes more sense with the poor connection. A little frog like, friendly. Uh, I think adorable in their own, uh, you know, babushka, uh, grandma kind of way. Uh, but obviously much more than that. Uh, you know, frog-like uh, skin, amphibian-like skin, feet, whatever you want to say there. A little bit of turtle, but a whole lot of fish. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on there. I really love framing this in terms of, like, a very confusing pop song. You know, uh, yeah. there have been pop songs throughout the age where, you know, someone uh, describes uh, the person of their affection, whatever gender. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of songs where a dude describes uh, a woman. Uh, but imagine a song like this of like, oh, she's got a face that's mm-hmm. kind of like a whale. She's got <laughs> legs that are kind of like a bird. She dresses kind of like a nun. And you're just like, whoa, what are you describing in this song? I uh, I love uh, yeah it's like you're referencing almost a big bopper hit from the fifties and I, I respect that she's got a squishy in her walk and a tail in her legs I, there's a lot going on there sorry a lot going on there yeah so there there is this really interesting combination I love all the animals that you're struggling with when it comes to like the basic face of like is that a, is that a turtle is that a, a halfway mature mm. frog I, I i'm getting whale vibes shark yeah. What, what, yeah clearly amphibian right uh mm-hmm. in the face but the the overwhelming thing for me i, I rewatched that uh deleted scene uh of the mm. caretaker party that we were referencing and just to, to see a little bit of quality time with the caretakers there and th- no matter how you know interesting fun weird their general anatomy is the fact that they are just kind of straight up dressed as nun like figures right yeah yeah. Uh, caretakers that's the like overwhelming emotion to me and then watching that scene and seeing them like kind of up in the mountainous space i was like oh this is how i would describe the caretakers if somebody had never seen this movie is like Mm -hmm. you know the sound of music (laughs) (laughs) you know when the nuns you know help the von trapp family uh it's that (laughs) but they're fish birds that's who they are fish birds yes yes this (laughs) is Absolutely accurate. <laughs> uh, how do you solve a problem like Ray Skywalker? That's what they're singing. That's what they're singing. So uh, for you, what is the magic of the caretakers? What do they add to the legend, the legacy of Star Wars? We're, we're laughing and joking, but that's what I love about them. They are completely weird. And I enjoyed, um, I enjoy Octo as, an, as, as a concept. I enjoyed it as a location of Star Wars. I love where we... Uh, ended up in the Force Wagons with it. It was so powerful to see Ray go up those stairs. So it was a very 
spiritual spot and we had a lot of uh, a lot of time to wonder what was really going on there you know uh, was is that rock yoda is that a gravestone uh, you know all those kind of things which are just fun speculation but then when we get there and we got the adorable porgs or annoying if you're on that side of it but i think you're wrong they're adorable uh and then uh, the the caretakers it was so wonderfully bizarre it was so star wars in in, in a wild and weird uh way uh that i just immediately Love them. And I think the humor works. Uh, Grace and I will still, uh, my, my, my partner, my fiance, we, we watched Last Jedi. We, we both still laugh at uh, Ray sending that rock down the hill and taking <laughs> out uh, the, the wheelbarrow. Like it, it all kind of works for me. And the fact that they're not really, I wouldn't call them not nice, but they're clearly grumpy about what's going on there with Ray. It just all really worked for me. And uh, I just think there, there's a certain magic to them. Uh, just the wild and weird side of Star Wars, but having a little bit of poignancy because I think their purpose there is great. Yeah, no, I think that's the thing for me is they do, uh, like a lot of things we end up talking about, they are fun and funny, but they just uh, slide back and forth in my mind between having like actual meaning and depth to also just being weird and funny. And it's one of the reasons that I like Star Wars so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is so much about Octave, like, yeah, Sacred Island, the very beginning of this Jedi philosophy that is under examination uh, in the film and in lots of Star Wars stories. And there's so much about it that's like powerful and cool to watch Luke Skywalker starting on Tatooine, farm boy, staring at the twin sons, wondering what's out there for him to, you know, ending his adventure on this mortal plane on this, uh, you know, beautiful pinnacle of a celebration mm. of the light side of the force, right? It's poetic and powerful and beautiful. And they're also grumpy fish nuns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. It yes. could just be all of this sort of like the power and the awe, but that, that is what I love about Star Wars. Is it always wants to keep it human by having like some fun mm. and some whimsy. And they really uh, add to that. They are, you know, uh, they kind of crack me up because they're like on one side, there's this really great idea that that history matters, preservation matters. You know, mm-hmm. does history matter is at stake in Last Jedi and the whole sequel trilogy. And there are these whole mm-hmm. uh, species that they've built up a culture around like, yes, what happened here matters. Uh, it, we need to preserve these structures, this tradition, this history. And that's like really deep and meaningful. And then at the same time, it's like, uh, they're kind of like they're at the Ren Fest all the time. If it was real, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like this, mm. this uh, turkey leg stand has always been here and it always will be. And we'll preserve it for anybody who ever wants a turkey leg, you know? <laughs> yes. 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 No. And great way. A great idea to t- attach it to some of the bigger themes there. And, and, and again, they, they have this uh, in story purpose to protect what was there and, 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 and it ties to the bigger picture of what the last Jedi is communicating to us. So love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And there, there's this fun grumpy comedy too. Like we are preserving these so people can come and and find peace. But then I was like, oh man, you're kind of in my way here. <laughs> well, <laughs> Did all yeah, this preserve it for this purpose, and now you're kind of oh, yeah, yeah. you're messing it up. Exactly, exactly. And then Ray goes shooting out walls. I mean, come on, come on, you know? come on. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about a little bit about uh, the interruption in their uh, caretaking that comes with Luke Skywalker and Ray. Uh, they seem to get along with Luke. Uh, Luke can communicate with them, uh, all those things. What do you think the caretakers think happened to Luke Skywalker when maybe they kind of spy him like he's having some ups and downs? <laughs> he blew apart yeah. that one structure I'm sure they're not happy about. Uh, but then he, he went up to meditate and he just never came back down. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the conversations are there? I think they have some sort of understanding and not just the, the fact that they can kind of communicate with one another. But I think as, as a group, the caretakers have probably seen 
something similar to this before. I think they've seen a lot of people come in and out of there that are Jedi. Uh, you can make a joke in reference to the uh, gift shop they got there where, where we believe Luke's green blade is, you know? So this is, <laughs> this kind of thing has happened before, but the fact that this guy kind of is setting up shop here, I think they get, I think they see it. I think they understand. And uh, because I think he has ability to just kind of adapt and be part of the land there and accept it and, and, uh, you know, use the Thal Siren's milk and, and fish and all this. They, they don't see it as a, you know, he's not an interloper at all to them. And they're yeah. just going to let it happen and they get it. Yeah. No, I, I really like that. I, I really do feel like they're like, yeah, he is using this place the way it is meant to be used. Mm-hmm. He is he is mm-hmm. being of the space uh, and, and using the, the bounty of the land and the way it is, you know, meant to be. It's natural. It's all great. Uh, he doesn't get in the way too much, doesn't make too big of a mess. And yeah, I think that, yeah, they've had visitors come and go and like, yeah, sometimes they leave in a ship. Maybe sometimes they jump in the ocean and <laughs> swim off to another yeah, island. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, you know, I don't know if they're totally like, ah, yes, uh, he has become one with the force. Uh, following the path of Qui-Gon Jinn, like I, I feel like they're yeah. kind of disconnected from that stuff. Um, I know there's a bit in the novelization, right, where it's kind of implied that they have, they tucked away his belongings, mm-hmm. that they've got mm-hmm. his... Uh, classic uh, green blade uh but on the more comedy side for me like uh luke does kind of have a lot of hidey holes right so i wonder if they're yes. like the one thing we don't like is he did hide a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so uh the trees burned great mm-hmm. great uh mm-hmm. we found a robe floating around uh, uh maybe they found a hand if the hand didn't come with him in in yeah. the forest uh we know that he's got that hidey hole that he's keeping uh, Leia's lightsaber in. So, like, I wonder if as soon as he's he's left, they're like, that man has squirreled something behind every stone on this island, and we're finding them all. It's like when a, when a rock band checks out of a hotel. Like, do you do you really want to go there and see what they did in that room? I, I don't know. I, so I think, yeah, there's probably some conversations about it. All right, the next one that checks in here, no hidey holes. No hidey holes. That's one of our new rules. So, uh in uh, Rise of Skywalker, where Rey returns to the island, uh, Luke's spirit uh, communes with her and lifts that X-Wing out. Do you think any of the caretakers see that X-Wing lift up? And are they like, yes, finally. <laughs> We've been trying yeah. to, you know, create a system of ropes and pulleys to get rid of that thing. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I got to imagine any rust from the rust from the ship might have, uh, you know, affected the natural habitat there. I think some of them are really excited. Some of them probably accepted it, except it was part of what was going on there. Um, so maybe they were divided. They'll talk about that at the monthly party and meetings. But I think, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe some of them were, you know, I don't think they have an active uh, 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 opinion on, on, on the on this state of the galaxy but they want they, they're there for the force and they get it i think in some degree you know i'm not saying they, they, they're practicing or sensitive in the way like mods canada or laura santec is but i think again i think it's they they're picking up on the energy there so i think they get that and i think there's probably some happy that not that the x-wings just that the x-wings leaving but that something important is happening Right. They're not seeing Luke, but they are seeing, mm-hmm. feeling him, right? They're in the yeah. rhythm of, of the force and feel that something uh, joyful is happening mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, taking a quick left turn away from joy. Uh, how pissed <laughs> off do you think the caretakers were when Ray came back for a little while and uh, started yeah. burning a ship on the island? <laughs> yeah. No, I, you look, uh, you know, I love, I appreciate the, the Porg showing up in episode nine. You get to live with them a little bit more. You need to, you know, JJ was like, whether you love them or not, I was like, you, you know, the Porg's got to be here. Yeah. Um, 
but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, uh, it would have been, look, it, I'm answering the series. I think it would have been out of place in that moment, episode nine, but also I really would like the deleted scene of two of them being like, no, like, go oh, shoot, 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 get out of here. And they're just, and Ray kind of going, no, 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 I'm, I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> but she's also asking, do you have, do you have, uh, do you have an opening? Do you have a vacancy? Can I check in? And, the, and, and they're not, they're not given, they're not, they're not giving her an inch. Yeah, I think that they are stomping and whistling. They're writing a stern letter with their feet, uh, laying mm-hmm. down the rules of like, all right, we're not going to tell you no, but if you're here. <laughs> like they hand, her, they hand her a parchment. She's like, I don't understand. It's just a bunch of your feet. It's a horrible Ray accent, but you don't, she's like, I don't, I don't get this. What is this? That's what Ray sounds like when she's very upset. It's understandable. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, you know, I, I, the way that scene is cut, obviously Luke and Ray have their, their great uh, conversation when he mm-hmm. uh, first appears to her down kind of at the shore. And then he takes her back up to the hut area uh, to give her Leia's blade. Uh, so there's obviously some travel time in between there. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, don't want to disrupt some of that depth with, the, with too much comedy. Uh, but there is, in my mind, there's a scene where Luke's like, you know, I, I have something for you. And Ray's climbing those stairs again, right? <laughs> and a caretaker just does like a double take. And they're like, they're carrying something of value. And they're like, they cl- <laughs> just mm. hold it to their chest and move away from Ray, this force mm. of destruction. <laughs> force of de- Ray, force of destruction, the Octo years. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that Ray's afraid that uh, mm-hmm. she will uh, use her power in the wrong ways and harm yep. things and break things. And the caretakers are probably like, yeah, good point, right? Yeah. She doesn't yeah. need their negative energy right now. <laughs> uh, so wanted to touch on this deleted scene. If you're not aware of it and you uh, have a Last Jedi on disc or on Disney Plus, you can go to, I believe, the extras tab. And there is a you can watch the scene just by itself or you can watch it with a commentary from uh, the director, Ryan Johnson. But it's basically a, a short scene where uh, Luke uh, uh, fibs to Ray and says that the male uh, Linnae uh, who are coming back to the island for the party are raiders. Ray runs down there. Uh, to try to help the Linnae and uh, gets taught a lesson from Luke. And then Ray teaches Luke a lesson too, to be fair. Uh, but then in between, we just get to see uh, the caretakers partying. They have wrapped lights around <laughs> uh, around R2 and Chewie's there. And it's just a big old dance party with uh, fun instruments. Uh, and you see the male Linnae there, the uh, the pirate, yeah. <laughs> the pirate Piper. fish guys, fish yeah. bird guys. Um, my question, Ken. How much mm. alcohol do you think is flowing at that party? Oh my gosh! No, if you played Lego Skywalker uh, Saga, get you can explore Octo and you can head down to that part of the island, and yeah, you can feel it. You could feel it. It's a good outdoor barbecue kind of drunk where it's like sunny and course lights drying you up, so you're just making it, Dos Equis and you're just making a lot of bad decisions <laughs> there around the barbecue pit. Uh, no, I, I love, I love. You know, again, I, I, I actually think the deleted scene works better deleted, but I, I, there's a lot I love between Ray and Luke in those scenes. I think there's mm-hmm. some great humor, some personality, some important lessons. I think it was, I think it was, the intentions were great. I, I think just for, for pacing and all that stuff, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm just fascinated. There, there's some great comedy. I love with one of them, like making the motion to Ray to move the lightsaber. Like, I, I don't know. Like and maybe rave for, stick. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know that that tone, the comedy last Jedi doesn't work for a lot of folks. I totally get that. And maybe, maybe it's too much in this scene, but uh, I do enjoy the scene and it's worth watching if you haven't. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's fun to just see them like cut and loose, right? There's this yeah. like picture of like, okay, they are very disciplined to the point of being grumpy. They do their chores. Mm-hmm. They take care of this island. They take care of this these uh, structures. It's sacred. 
but then you gotta blow off some steam. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just looked like they're having a grand old time. And I think, oh, yeah, man. definitely like some uh, whatever the Star Wars version of uh, beer and lemonade shandies are, they are <laughs> pounding them like mad. It is a nice summer drink. Oh, a lot of meat on the Barbie there. Yeah, no, look, the, the Lene, uh, work hard, party hard. And uh, I think they've earned that. Yeah, yeah. And they're clearly like, hey, Chewy, R2, you haven't smashed anything. Come on oh. in. <laughs> By the way, I love that Chewy's there. It, that that connects to Solo, too. A double fist and Chewy at the party. Let's drink, too. I got it. Like, I, it, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it really works for me. And I'd never thought of this before, but I also do like the idea that, hey, the the caretakers and uh, the the pirate uh, male Linnaeus, that they get chatting and then they go back out to uh, to the sea. Uh, I wonder if the male caretakers uh, uh, share whispers, rumors of what happens on Octo. Do they help spread the legend of Luke Skywalker? There was a grumpy guy who came to our party. <laughs> I like that idea that may, that might be a little bit why... Ray's heard that, right? That that it's uh, gone through, and then uh, yeah, the 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 the, the caretaker, the the, the male in a hit a, a spaceport, and someone can goes to Nima outpost. Ooh, I love that head cannon. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Pass it on. Pass it on. Mm. Weird whispers of, <laughs> of mm-hmm. Grumpy Island man. Uh, we always like to make it personal here on Databank Dive and think about what if what if these weird things were real? Can if the caretakers made house calls to our galaxy? Would you hire them to clean your home? I absolutely need to hire them. We, we have a pretty clean house around these uh, parts, but, uh, you know, it's not fair uh, for Grace or, or I to main, have to maintain it all the time. I want the caretakers here. I know they could be a little grumpy. I'm fine with that. I'm totally okay. You'd be as grumpy as you want, uh, but I would love their help uh, and to preserve the history of my house. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the thing is like they're probably more about preservation than i mean obviously they sweep they clean they do all those things uh i i i can't get past my fear of their judgment uh, i know it's a, mm. a star wars thing you should confront your fear but i just imagine mm. them picking up uh some of the things <laughs> yeah some of the very dusty action figures in my house would they at least support me in not opening many action figures would they look at the few action figures i've opened and go and mm. You should have preserved these. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'd probably, yeah, they'd have a problem looking at me. And and I, I don't, want, I don't want to offend the Lene and just say I'm assuming they're only housekeepers. They just that's uh, the upside of what they they do. The the preservation uh, does uh, tend to be cleaner than what I do here. Yeah. So let's talk about that then. How about how would you feel if the caretakers just came to your home and they communicated to you through stomps and guttural oscillations? Oh, they'd be they'd be stomping. I think uh, Francis, my younger uh, Chihuahua, would be the ray of the situation. They'd be a little grumpy with her. Uh, they'd love, but Baxter is the Luke of the situation. Just kind of wants to be left alone uh, at the beginning of Last Jedi. Uh, and a lot of stomps. Uh, I think. Um, they would love the most of the house because of uh, Grace's, uh, uh, you know, uh, aesthetic and her, the way she keeps the, the house. Um, but my office is, it's not even that it's a mess. It just is as if Luke moved in here with a bunch of Sith relics and Jedi relics and was like, I don't know, let's put them all in here. So would I think feel- they would, yeah, they close the door on this office. But would you feel honored if they insisted that you're wrong about your office? It's a holy site to them and it needs to be preserved. All those piles need to say exactly where they are. It's a holy site. I would appreciate that. That would be that would be a great thing. Uh, help me win some arguments. But I I, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, I once had my old apartment. Again, I, I'm not a messy person. I can be cl- an organized clutter, like a lot of creative people. And uh, my old roommate brought like a, he paid a lot of money for like a, a feng shui expert to come into our apartment. 
And she came, my door is open. And she just said, can we please close that? <laughs> and wasn't nice about it. And I think that's the caretaker vibe that would uh, be here. Yeah, I love the idea of the caretakers deciding that uh, my spaces are holy and to be preserved exactly as they are. And I imagine me being gone for generations. And there's a caretaker whose job is to sit at that exact place on the couch. So mm. it remains a worn and butt shaped uh, from all of the television <laughs> watching. <laughs> and I would uh, take pride that they wouldn't open my action figures. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, we're going to head into our final rating. We always like to rate the wild and weird factor of the thing we're discussing. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give the caretakers of Octo? You know, coming into this, I, I was going to hover around a, a 6.5 and a 7 uh, upon hearing that we were covering the caretakers. Um, but then to hear a little bit more, the feet stomping way, communication, the evolving from the same strand of support. I'm going nine. This is some of the weirdest, most wonderful, bizarre stuff I've I've, I've experienced in Star Wars. Uh, and so because they're such in this serious, reflective, somber place and you got all this personality, it even just kind of heightens the wonderful weirdness of it. So I'm going nine. Nine. Nice. I'm going eight out of 10 because they're, they're pretty weird to look at, right? You look at them and you go, like, oh, I, oh, I get it. They're, they're kind of like, uh, oh, they're, they're fish nuns. I get it. I get it. And then you kind of do a double take, mm-hmm. <laughs> go through the list of animals that you didn't like, but wait, their feet are like bird thing. What? Uh, uh, they are some of the great double take characters in Star Wars. So just when you think you got a handle on them, you learn how much more there is to be discovered. So I'm giving them a full eight out of 10. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Eight Lobots, huh? Eight Lobot heads to the caretakers. Now they have a lot more things to take care of, all the Lobot heads we gave them. Uh, Ken, where can people find you? Hey, uh, you, you can find me at Kednapsock or go to my website, kednapsock.com. Excellent. And you can find links to everything that Force Center does on our Twitter uh, account at Force Center Pod. We're doing a lot more on YouTube, so you can check that out. And of course, all of our other podcasts. Thank you very much uh, for listening to Data Bank Dive. If you'd like to find me, all of my uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, that's all at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for the caretakers, this has been Data Bank Dive. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.